Listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Thanks to Concordia University Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live uncommon. How do we encourage young people to serve in a variety of roles as leaders? How do we raise up leaders among our young people? To help us answer that question today, Juliana Schultz, program manager for LCMS Youth Ministry. Juliana, welcome back. I'm so glad to be here. I should also add to that title co-host of End Goals, the yes. youth ministry podcast. Lots of great resources in that. It's kind of a, I wouldn't say hidden gem because more people are finding out about it. I hope uh, so. I hope we really out. enjoy doing it. It's a fun It's a fun thing to be able to do. And speaking of resources for youth ministry, one of the great things that LCMS Youth Ministry does every, is it every year, I think? Yeah. Every spring, a program called Youth Lead. We're going to learn more about what that is in just a moment. But let's just talk about leadership among young people, particularly among youth. Why is it important to develop leadership among youth in our congregations? Well, there's a lot of reasons. And you could start me off with a question that I can spend the next half an hour talking about. <laughs> but there's there's a few things. One is, you know, in our church, body we we confirm these young people at, at you typically 13 or 14 mm-hmm. and we we say to them you're adult members of this congregation and then we sort of have a tendency not always but have a tendency to then be like but you can't be a leader until you're maybe in your 40s or 50s <laughs> <laughs> right and then we'll start asking you to do all the things right in mm-hmm. leadership and, and instead oh, we know that having young people who are able to step into leadership roles big and little starting very young helps them to have that added level of ownership mm-hmm. right for for what they're doing and what's happening in their congregation it helps them to be a good role model for other young people so that they other young people can go like oh okay i don't have to wait forever to be able to be a leader in my church. I can do that. But also we find, and and (laughs) I think this is how God designed the church, which is there is a great balance that happens when you have young leaders and more experienced leaders working together, where your experienced leaders are able to bring great wisdom and insight and great history and uh, a calm, (laughs) right? That's incredibly valuable. And then you have young leaders who are willing to ask hard questions and challenge maybe the status quo and bring a level of energy and bring new ideas and new ways of thinking, new technology. And so, you know, I, God really designed the church to have all ages contributing in, in a variety of ways. And so it's important to have young leaders. We certainly know this from our data, right? We did our research project on millennials in the LCMS. And while we know millennials are all middle-aged now. We're not um, middle-aged. <laughs> you're full, You're fully adulted. I am a fully, yes, all I am of, a full all adult. All the millennials are fully adulted I think. now, <laughs> mostly. We can learn from what we heard from that survey, which was that congregation that had leaders that were under 30, had better retention overall, better retention in the LCMS, were more likely to attract other young adults into their congregation, and were just uh, had great markers of retention in the LCMS better than, than other congregations who had older leaders. Now, and that data said it didn't really matter how many young adults you had in your congregation, and it also didn't say you had to have all young leaders, <laughs> um, just one or two or a few that were able to step into that role made a huge difference. Yeah, that's really interesting. And talking about 
encouraging and, you know, having young leaders, what are some misconceptions we might have about young people in leadership roles, things that we might think are true about young people and their capacity to lead that may not actually be true? Oh, so many. And I and I say that as somebody who has, has run into some of those misconceptions myself in working with, with young leaders. Um, I think there is often a misconception that they are wanting to have leadership without having to quote unquote pay their dues, right? Mm. Which, uh, yes, they, that's, that's maybe less of a thing that we're seeing in our culture now, this idea that you have to wait and have... X amount of experience before you can step into leadership. And and we're seeing that not just in our churches, but our work culture today, right? <laughs> well, mm-hmm. are very, they're go-getters. There's a, a gig economy. Many of them, statistically, the majority of them want to be their own bosses someday, right? And so often that can come across differently to older, more experienced leaders <laughs> than, than it's perceived as, as young people. And so making sure that you're saying, well, just because I had to wait for this position doesn't mean that that this young person does. Also, that they're coming and they're going to take a, over your role at church and you're never going to have a, a say ever again. Mm-hmm. Um, there's space for everybody, right? And so we don't want to just say, oh, we got to replace all of our older experienced leaders with young people. That's That's not effective either. And that's not what they're wanting either. You know, we talk to many young people and one of the things we hear consistently from them is that they want mentors. They want older, experienced adults who are going to walk with them, who are going to listen to them, who are going to coach them through, who are going to debrief on the other side, who are going to walk and help them learn as they gauge them. I, I will say sometimes it. I hear this idea of like this feels very risky to have young adult mm. <laughs> young leaders like mm, but what what if they don't do it right mm. or what if things things don't go the way that I expect them to or what if something doesn't get done and that fear tends to have more experienced leaders kind of pull back and say like well can you do this but then they kind of do it behind the scenes which our young people can see they <laughs> they they know what that is and so being able to say certainly we want to make sure that we are not preaching heresy, that we're sticking <laughs> to scripture, right? All of those things. But there are times where a young person is going to fail and we need to let them fail. And there are times where we can expect failure where they're going to excel and we can't let our expectations sort of keep us from giving them that opportunity because then we miss out on what they really are are capable of doing. There is a lot. You're right. This could be lo- much longer than a half an hour. <laughs> That's fine. So proven ways to to develop leadership among youth that you've seen. I know you have experience in the parish and also now helping equip people in the parish and, and, and across our synod. What are some proven ways that you've seen that help equip youth for leadership? I, I think this is really different for every congregational context because mm-hmm. every congregation has got a different structure. Right. But I think intentionally getting to know your young person, getting to hear about them and what their passions are, where God's gifted them, where their skills are at, and using that to identify where some potential places where they might be successful, where some potential spots where they might be able to step into leadership and then identifying, okay, then who are the experienced leaders? (laughs) 
who are going to be able to walk beside them and say, okay, we're going to do X project together. You're going to watch me or we're going to work together on this. And then this is going to be, you're going to be able to walk through it. We're going to see it together. And then we're going to give you an opportunity to do it. And I'm going to walk behind you and make sure that, that you have everything that you need. So often it's identifying the right spot for that young person and I think we sometimes we we miss out because we have I have young leaders who will show up and and like they're managing fast food restaurants right they are doing high level leadership in their school they are responsible for like bigger things and we're like "Mm, we're not sure that we can trust you with with kind of this small project at church it was a little it underestimates what they're capable of but but so identifying those right spots, making sure they have mentors is always great. And then for me, kind of those consistent things is always about debriefing, right? So we do the project together or you do the program together. You even you know, get done with a, with a meeting and we debrief. Okay, what, what went well? <laughs> what didn't go well? What are we going to do differently next time? What do we need to learn? So both for that young person, what, what do you need to learn or do differently? And then as the more experienced leader, what did you need from me that maybe I didn't give you um, that's going to help you for the next time? Because there's going to be a next time and we're going to try that mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're going to keep doing that. So, uh, but there are lots of different places in which uh, that can work. So sometimes it's having a, a team that's just for your youth ministry, right? And you have student leaders who are focusing just on, on ministry to their peers in youth ministry, Sometimes it's dispersing them and you have a youth who's on every board. Sometimes it's, you know, I'm identifying and mentoring just one or two because that's all I have the capacity for right now. And I'm going to help coach them into specific roles or I might even design something specifically for them in order to help get them there. So that's going to look a little different, I think, in every every spot. Yeah, I was going to ask you if if you've seen like specific examples, some of the the youth that you've worked with, if there were any any other specific examples that that you've seen that have worked well for churches, congregations. Yeah, typically the things that work well are the things that that young person is really excited about. Yeah, makes sense. They're busy, there's a lot (laughs) of things going on in their lives. And so often it's a thing they're invested in. But I've seen things like we had a young person who came to Youth Lead. And one of the key things we do in Youth Lead is teach them how to teach this curriculum um, back home. And that young person just like, I just didn't really feel like they were teaching. Like that was not really their jam, but they got really excited about the possibility of, you know, what we need to bring back is acolytes. Hmm. And so they they went back with their youth leader and they presented to their pastor this proposal that they were going to do all the training and organizing for the acolytes because that had kind of fallen by the wayside at their church. And pastor was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and this young person took it on and, and identified the, the people, the young people that could do it and trained them and, alongside the pastor and made sure that they were scheduled and all of those things. So sometimes it's, it's something that they just identify that's really, they're really passionate about. And sometimes we've seen young people who then go back and and they do like say they want to take back our curriculum and and teach it to their peers which is what it's designed to do which is really fun or you know for some of the our youth lead things we work with our districts and so then go back and, and lead a district event i i've had young people who get really excited and then oh one who got very excited about how to use social media as a way to share their faith with their friends and so 
two young ladies from the same congregation partner together and they created kind of a social media Instagram <laughs> handle that then they consistently post every day or every other day Bible verses and, and, and devotional thoughts that could be shared by other young people and their friends. And, and so, right, like there's so many ways I think sometimes we limit it down to them helping babysit in the nursery mm-hmm. <laughs> or tech stuff or, you know, just in youth ministry. But really, I think people have a variety of skills just like adults mm-hmm. uh, and, and they're willing to help in those places where they can get really passionate. And certainly sometimes they understand social media or the technology much better than some of us more experienced (laughs) with life, uh, but maybe not the technology. We are learning about developing leaders among youth and youth lead training opportunity. We'll share more about that in just a moment. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. At Concordia University, Wisconsin, we believe you were created for a reason, to use your God-given gifts to help others, to live a life of self-sacrifice in a me-first world, to live a life that's uncommon. Whether you're taking one of 50-plus online programs or learning with us in person on the shores of Lake Michigan, you'll be equipped to make an uncommon impact. Learn more at cuw.edu. Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live uncommon. Welcome back to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Our guest today, Juliana Schultz, Program Manager for LCMS Youth Ministry. We're learning about developing leaders in youth, particularly youth lead as an opportunity for youth to develop leadership skills. And we have that typically, LCMS hosts that every year. And it sounds like there's a special opportunity, an additional opportunity, because Youth Fleet has been going so well. There's a demand for more opportunities. What, first of all, let, let's... Let's clarify what is Youth Lead. So, some people might know it as Lutheran Youth Fellowship. That mm-hmm. was the original name when it was started back in 1980. It was when we had our first training event and led by Reverend Terry Timmer, who's amazing. He was the director of youth ministry for a long time. And the, and the intention and the design there was that we would bring young people from across the country together here in St. Louis to be able to equip them with leadership skills and with a variety of different things and tie them together in a support system so that they can go back and lead. At that point, it was leading in their districts and helping support young leaders in their districts. And for the past probably 10 or 15 years now, we've added in congregations. So individual congregations can come as well. We we call it youth lead now because I think that it's easier for people to understand <laughs> what we're doing. <laughs> but it has the the event has a couple of different components. The first one is that we have a curriculum that's designed for young people to teach and that we teach them that curriculum while teaching them how to teach it. That makes sense. Mm. So this year's curriculum was on spiritual practices, worship, prayer, confession, and absolution. So we teach them that material, but we also teach them how to take it back and teach it. Um, And then we do a variety of leadership trainings in there. So everything 
from how to write a devotion to how to lead a devotion. We use strength finders to help them think about how God has uniquely crafted them to be able to do certain kinds of leadership in the church. Where, where are they strong in those kinds of things? And then we give them a chance to come with. So typically we have a group that will come with adults and it'll be just a few kids because they're bringing their leadership. And so then we have them sit together and come up with a plan of what that looks like going on back home. And then we provide kind of ongoing connection between them and supports and resources along the way. But but it's mostly targeted in that. But this the last two years, we have filled to capacity the event. <laughs> and so we said, well, let's see if we can add a second event in our year and see if we can offer this to a few more people because we do not want people who are interested in in this kind of development not to have the chance to come. And so typically it's in March. It's in March every year, but this time we're going to try July 28th through the 30th here in St. Louis, and that registration is open now. So we're hoping that we can get another group of young people together for that. That's awesome. To, to have that much interest for something like this is really great for the young people of the church. Now, you mentioned kids and adults. What are, who, who actually participates in this so age ranges of, of kids and stuff? Yes, yeah, so it's high school students, and you have to be a member of an LCMS church. Typically, we're encouraging this those young people to be ones that have been identified by their district or their congregation as somebody who is pursuing some kind of leadership <laughs> development. And then typically, we encourage them to come with at least one adult. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes they come with two. depends on the congregation. And so those, the adult participates fully in the event and then is able to help do some mentor work. We have some special sessions for them as well to help them to to encourage that young person. And so it'll be those high school youth and that adult. Now, sometimes that young person can't come with an adult. We can accommodate that, but we do like for them to have somebody who's going to go back home with them and walk alongside them. That's a huge part of that for us. So, yeah. So they're here for about three days mm-hmm. in training with other youth and adults learning about leadership how are they equipped then when they get back to their congregations? What are they ready for when they get back to their congregations? They jump right in and they're going to serve on every board and committee in their congregation, right? <laughs> I wish. Because I tell, <laughs> like I say this about youth lead every time, which is I look at statistics a lot. I know I know what how young people are leaving the church. And it's very easy for us to get disheartened by that. And then you come to youth lead. And in March, we had 90 young people and adults who came who spent – you know, three, four days with us. And it, it was just amazing. But we want them to go back equipped to do a couple of things. One is is for them to be rooted well in scripture and in what it means to be a Christ-like servant leader. And we want them to be able to, to know things like we teach them how to write a devotion, but we talk about law and gospel. Mm-hmm. And how do you, how do you do that well? And how do you use scripture and appropriately as you're leading a group then also skills practical skills like then when you present that devotion how do you lead a small group and communication we teach them about prayer but then also how to present and lead prayer in front of a group and what does that feel like and feel like and we practice that together so everybody over the course of the weekend has to help lead a devotion to the to the greater group we want them to be able to lead this curriculum back home if that's something that they feel comfortable with and have the opportunity to do but also we want them to be able to individualize what we do and take it back and practically use it in some way so hopefully if you're doing something like strength finders they're going to be able to go like oh this would be something i would be really good at 
and talk with either their adult there or an adult back home and say like, hey, this is a place that I'd like to get involved in. And then we talk to adults about how to help make that happen. What are some stories, if you have stories or feedback from previous participants about what they've loved, what they've learned from these experiences? Oh, I think one of the the consistent things we hear, and this is not uncommon, I think this is true for a lot of events that are similar to this, which is just they, these are young people who are incredibly passionate about their faith and about sharing their faith and and are ingrained in their in their faith communities and they're they feel sometimes like they are the only ones around them who who have that and they go to public schools and they have friends that are are not who don't know Christ and and they come to an event like this and it's hard. I mean, it, like they are in sessions from 8 a.m. Sometimes we don't finish prayer and worship until, you know, 9 or 10 at night, right? And it's, it, it's, and that something about that and being with other young people, particularly young people from across the country, is really edifying and those relationships. And, and we don't really have to build a lot of networks. They develop them themselves and they build these friendships that last for years. And, and that's really a beautiful thing. I think we hear lots of stories of them going back. I just heard we had two young people who were in March who are preparing to lead the curriculum for junior high students this summer as a part of a, a confirmation process with their pastor. So like they're getting to help lead those kinds of things. We hear those kinds of things all the time. But I also think that one of the beautiful things about what used to be Lutheran Fellowship that we now call Youth Lead is that it has this really rich history. So we have seminary professors and district presidents and professors at Concordia's and pastors and lay leaders and congregations across the country who are in those places because they were invested in 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 LYF back in the day. Or used to be Clifford for a while. Had had a lot of names, <laughs> but and so I kind of have to get through it. But like. But truly, these people will point back to that event and and the relationships they built, the way that God worked through his word in those places to be able to guide them into leadership roles. So it sounds like the the people who have gone through this, one had the word, had the the encouragement of mentors and other adults who cared about them in their congregation or in their family to support them. And then people who trusted them to to serve in a leadership role in some capacity yeah. in their local setting in their congregation and and helped nurture that and help them grow as a leader that as you said then leads to many who are serving in a variety of capacities now as grown adults yeah. <laughs> throughout the church as well all right so what opportunities you mentioned there's one coming up in July here in St. Louis what do we need to know about this how to apply what's the the like what's the process like for that does do they just go fill out an application? What do they need to know? Yeah. So all the information about the event is going to be on the website. So lcms.org slash youthlead. And you'll be able to look at the information there. There's Registration is open now for July. Um, we do have dates, again, for, for next spring. And so those dates are also on the website. And so if you're thinking, oh, man, July is really quick, but this is really interesting, worry not. <laughs> we do it every year. So being able to look and you can identify those dates that registration will open up in October. We will also have a youth lead 
as a part of the National Lutheran Youth Workers Conference that'll happen in New Orleans in the summer of 2024. So we want to make it available to as many people as we can. And all that information is going to be on the website. You can also follow us on Facebook. We have a Facebook group where you can interact with other young leaders and their mentors. And we have an Instagram, which you can follow. And you can see more about our executive team, which I didn't talk about too much. But there is an elected group of young people who help run the event, who do actually a lot of the event and they are kind of primary decision makers with me in designing the event and and in leading some of that which is fantastic and so that our Instagram is mostly led by our executive team so talk about young leadership yeah right like I don't do that they they do the bulk of that and so get to meet our executive team and they'll talk about their leadership roles and that kind of thing so we're really excited I mean that's one of the great things about this event is that executive team uh, it's a group of six uh, young people who help lead the event and so peers leading peers which is which is a really fantastic thing yeah so there are a couple of youth leads coming up you mentioned this july there's mm-hmm. also one in the spring and yeah. registration opens for that this october but that'll be spring of 24 mm-hmm. and then there's also one in at the national youth workers La- Con- yeah Le- national youth workers conference and that is in 24 what month or what time it's in july in new orleans because that's exactly where you want to be <laughs> New Orleans in July. So there, in, in the next year, really, there are there are three opportunities for youth lead. Yeah. LCMS.org slash youth lead. You can learn more there. And then when they're here for them in St. Louis or whether at the one in New Orleans, they're together with the adults and youth here in St. Louis. They're at a retreat center. Is that right? Yeah. yeah we're out at the Palatine Renewal Center, which is a great facility for us. It's beautiful. And it allows us to sort of, even though we're still in St. Louis in the city and not far away at all from the airport, but we're able to really kind of disconnect them from kind of the regular world, which is a nice thing. Very good. LCMS.org slash youth lead. Our guest today, Juliana Schultz, program manager for LCMS Youth Ministry. Thanks so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere. I'm